0: Hey, this
1: is Joseph Odie McConnell, director of Kung Fu and Titties. It's not porn, it's just great. And you're listening to the second installment of Spirekin Movie Review's month of Karate, Kenpo, and Kung Fu Masters, brought to you by Kung Fu and Titties. If you don't already want to see this film, you're probably gay.
0: In this episode that contains Muay Thai fighting, Tong Po's braided hair, a sage old man, greasy-haired Guido older brothers, Asian prostitutes, profanity, glass-covered resin gauntlets, and Jean-Claude Van Damme's 80s wardrobe. Listener discretion is advised. Oh. another episode of the Spark and Movie Review and this is our second installment of the month of Karate, Kenpo, and Kung Fu Masters. Yes, this is, this is brought to you by Kung Fu and Titties as we heard earlier. And yes, back again for another episode is
1: Zoro! Yeah.
0: Yes, we're back for another episode and this is actually we're back and after that awesomeness which was Barry Gordy's Last Dragon we yes. had to come back to do something equally awesome or equally terrible possibly you could say. 'Cause this is eighties tastic you could say. Late eighties tastic. Yes. Early nineties. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. For those of you who don't know, Sparkin side that provides information reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. Pretty much we talk about movies in this podcast. We have our sister podcast. The Sparkin manga reel, we talk about mangas. You can check out all this information at our show notes at www.sparkin.com. You can email us, sparkin at gmail.com, zan at sparkin.com. Zoro at sparkin.com. And you can call us at 8462 to leave any voicemails or rants or raves. Now, unfortunately we don't have any news or anything really new going on, but we have for you in this episode, JCVD. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yes, we are talking about one of the most powerful white man kung fu artists you have, which is Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes. He put white people and karate on the map. Oh, yeah. Before him, it was always Bruce Lee. It was always, um, uh, you know, well, Chuck Norris, I guess, too. I'd say Chuck Norris put it on of them. Well, well Chuck, Norris has, you, Chuck Norris has the... I think the that G- the JCVD took it to another level beyond Chuck Norris. Because yeah. Chuck Norris was still just normal punches and just basic kicks. Jean-Claude Van Dam brought the spinning heel kick What uh, And what, I, what about before, who I talked about, before we were watching the movie? What about Seagal? What did he bring to it besides his tubby stomach? That's uh, a gold, bro. Like, you know, the police officer who kicked ass. In the ponytail In uh, the ponytail. I'd say the ponytail death. It was like, you <laughs> saw that slicked hair ponytail? You're like, oh shit, it's gonna get an ash whooping pretty soon. But surprisingly, this movie, he didn't rock the mold. JCVD did not rock the mullet. He did not have a mullet. Well, I don't think he usually has a mullet. His brother, his greasy-haired, green oh. mullet brother, <laughs> he had the mullet. Very yes, true. But did. we're getting we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves because. So we were wondering. Wait, what are we talking about? What are, what's going on? Well, first, before we do anything, we got to talk. Doing a movie review, stupid. If you'd have it again, that would out. Yes, very <laughs> true. And the movie we're talking about, actually, if you remember from the last episode, we rolled the dodecahedron movies and Oh The
1: dodecahedron. Of movies Of movies so I love the deck
0: my part of it. Yes But sure. it dictated I would be reviewing A movie that was Directed by Mark DeSalis Oh Mark DeSalis Oh have... Mark Remember Mark Yeah from no, last week No he Well <laughs> He's just some guy We've never heard of He also produced this movie And he paid 1.5 million dollars To make this movie The whole movie and surprisingly, the fact that they shot most of this movie in Thailand, in in Bangkok, that's pretty good. Yeah, man. One point five. Once million. we figure out what this mystery movie is, yeah, well, i I have to tell you, there is some pretty cool footage of uh, oh yeah of Bangkok inside the movie. Yeah, well, the movie is it's, Isn't it's it a great name, in Bangkok. Yes, it is. I live in Bangkok. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you live in a whorehouse. <laughs> yeah, but that could go. Remember that could go horribly wrong. Remember what happened to Stu in Hangover Two. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's the capital of Thailand? Bangkok. Poop. Oh, no! It wasn't that. He's it was like, it's like. But d- then, I no. Oh God, I'm gonna stay here and disappear. Yes, yes, yes. But that's for the Hangover Two podcast. And this movie is, as we said, written by John Claude Van Damme, starring John Claude Van Damme and also Dennis Alexio. Now, for those of you who don't know, Dennis Alexio actually is a former. Kickboxing champion He actually won 70 out of 73 matches With 65 knockouts That's how you spend 1.5 million dollars to listen You're a champion right What if I paid 10 bucks To read a movie Yeah okay I'll do it No problem You also <laughs> Yeah You also had Tong Po in this my Ma- Ma- guy You don't speak in English Just sit there And look ugly <laughs> Tong Po is just Scary Ugly Big Asian man No and he had A bruise just like What Clarence Williams had last episode, except he didn't have the eye. See, this is the thing, though, is that with Tung Po, and this is what I tell all the viewers out there who's listening, we, we still haven't got the name of this movie yet, but there's a guy in this named Tung Po, a scary Asian guy, that's what his face really looks like. It's not. <laughs> no makeup, no anything. Imagine waking up every morning and looking nastier than Seal. <laughs> like, oh. Worse he's is- the kind of person that if you saw the elevator, you'd literally shit your pants. Like, I'm not getting on this fucking elevator. give <laughs> a shit, where. How long I have to wait? I'm gonna walk up the stairs. Worse is that he um, doesn't look. He doesn't nasty, look man. right at you. He has to lift his head all the way up to look at you because his eyes are pointing down. That's he's like. People, if you. Anyway, once you get to the movie, Scary yeah. Man, yes, very true. And this movie, as we said, uh, what else? Um, also, Haskell Van Anderson III is in this movie, and a bunch yeah, of other people we don't know. Who doesn't know Haskell Van Anderson? A bunch of people guy. we don't know. <laughs> came out April 1989. Even though the movie came out 1989, it looks eighties tastic. Eighties a- tastic. Well, oof. And, and if you see whoever was the again with a one point five million dollar budget for a feature film that was actually in the movies, how much did it gross? is that? it grossed a grand total of worldwide thirty nine million. I'll say that that you made pretty good money off that one point five. If you put a buck fifty, you got 40 dollars out of it. You'd be like, holy no, shit! No, domestic I a is forty million dollars. That's pretty damn good. It, it, it did twenty five though. So, but again, it's something where um, uh, whoever was the wardrobe. What what's the person called who does all the costumes? Just wardrobe. Yeah, whoever does the wardrobe was in charge of that movie. Yeah, they were like, I'm going to go to the dollar store and get people some clothes. <laughs> yes, yes. And the movie, since we've been waiting, is Karate Tiger 3, Dare Kickboxer. Kickboxer! Yes, Kickboxer. A movie which is made famous not because Jean-Claude Van Damme was in it, but more is famous because of using resin... With glass, yes. In this movie, they actually have bare knuckled fight like an old school. Except they decided, oh, to make it interesting, let's wrap rope around their knuckles and then put glue and broken glass and then just beat our shit out of each other with it. So it's uh, no, it's yeah, pretty, pretty di- it's pretty diesel, compared. pretty badass scene. Yeah, when yeah. you see them, like they take the they take the beer bottle of stuff, they throw it in the box, they start mashing it with the hammers and then like the one guy tongue poke he actually like licks the glass and you see his tongue bleeding and it's like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I said scary man if you saw this guy in the street you'd, you'd, you'd little, little piece of deuce would just come out into your underwear and you'd be in trouble yes very very true and this movie it's about two brothers one named Kurt and the other one named Eric and Eric is a guido looking son of a bitch with long jerry curl white man hair and he's got Mullen, he's rocking the Mullen 80s movie. He's got the party in the back and the business in the front. Oh, yeah, yep. And he is the world champion for kickboxing in, in really, in real life, though. And, gonna... and his younger brother, Kurt, played by
1: JCVD!
0: and you see, he's more ripped than his brother is, which is hysterical. That's one thing I do want to say. Jean Claude Van Damme, he was like. Okay, I have muscles on top of my muscles on top of my muscles. <laughs> he's <really laughs> Triceps ridiculous. on top of biceps on top yep. of. Exactly. Every, he's just like I am the world's strongest five foot nothing man. <laughs> but he was—he was fucking flexible. And I mean, we were actually arguing if he was more diesel than Arnold was in Pumping Iron. More diesel than? Well, actually, what we were thinking about was that, like, you know, there's body fat percentage and stuff like that. If people have seen, like, you know, Sylvester Stallone's heyday in the Rocky movies when he was, like, super cut, and Arnold when he was super cut, like, I have to say, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme is, 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 is pretty decent. I'd that. say Rucker Howard is, is, is pretty... Rutger Howard <laughs> <laughs> did you see him did you see him in, in Masters of the Universe when he was He-Man oh, <laughs> that man. was, he was like anyway, muscles upon not, muscles no 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 but that's like I think a bodysuit you know you know he's pretty jacked in one of those movies actually if you see the American History X where Ed Norton is in that movie when he's uh, oh when he's the, working out yeah, he's pretty jacked in that but that's so, also you could say also Brad Pitt and Fight Club because they were all like carved out of wood yeah but them. these guys are bigger but anyway that's enough about manly muscles that's yeah, a bit listen. about yeah, homophobic topics or whatever yeah, but, yeah. but anyway so Dennis Alexio I mean Eric says I want to fight a real Eric challenge Sloan! so alright so he's a kickboxer in real life and then he plays a kickboxer in this movie duh So and he's still a terrible actor in it <laughs> in the beginning they're fighting and stuff like that and uh, he won he's the world champion of the United States and some stupid reporter goes If you're really badass, you'll go to fucking Thailand and fight over there because that's where kickboxing started. And the guy's like, I'll fight anywhere. I don't give a shit. I'm the greatest fighter ever. I'm awesome. I'll I'll kill everyone. (laughs) And then he goes to Thailand to fight Tung Po, who's their champion. And guess what? He gets his face smashed. And unlike with Rocky Balboa's friend Apollo Creed in Rocky IV, where Apollo Creed gets killed, Tung Po spares Eric's life. He doesn't like Kill him <laughs> What he does is—it's pretty cool. There. Well, before to set the stage, to tell how badass this guy Tong Po is, Eric sends his brother Kurt out to go get ice so that they can get ready for the fight. Anyway, so JCVD is walking outside. He hears this ridiculous sounds like boom,
1: boom, boom,
0: and they're like, "What?" He's like, "What the hell is that?" So he, he looks. He's, he sees this coming out of someone else, uh, a different fighter's dressing room. Right. And there's Tung Po kicking a pile on, like a like a pile in the middle of the room. That's like, it's, so it's like, let's say it's a pipe or whatever, it's, it's sheetrocked over. And the guy's just sitting there with his bare leg, kicking this pile with all his might. And he's hitting it so hard, you see the plaster breaking and just sheetrock and pieces just falling off. And Jean-Claude Van Damme's there, he's like, Ugh! like his j- jaw drops, like, holy fucking shit. Tung Po turns around, looks at him, and he makes this just guest, you're like, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> so, goes back, tells him,
1: oh no, please, don't fight, you're gonna get hurt, oh no, 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 no.
0: Anyway, so he goes, I'm a great, and Eric, you know, typical American, at that time in the 80s, I'm a tank, no one can stop me, I'm Superman. Goes in there, gets his ass whooped, and the funny part of the scene is that in Rocky, Rocky's gonna throw the towel in, doesn't have time, and he lands up saying, oh no, my brother got killed. In this movie, Jean-Claude Van Damme does throw the towel in. Tong Po picks the towel up with his foot, flicks it, he lands up exactly back on the rope like as if he was never moved, (laughs) and then, hits the guy in his back, cracks his back, that's it. Breaks the vertebrae. Paralyzed for life. Done. Yes, and now it's become a revenge film from this point. Like any good Kung Fu movie, which you have the three different plots. You have the Man who's trying to find himself, you have the revenge story, or you have the young warrior trying to discover that higher path. And you always have the love interest, remember that, Sam? Yep, always a love interest. And we also have a montage. But the first montage we get is not not a training montage. It is not. No, it's him walking around Bangkok trying to find a place to train. Trying to find his Bangkok. Yep. So, you know, so he's, he's going around, and people are making fun of him. He's like, yeah, I want to fight that guy. Like, this guy there, it's like, okay, let, let's say that Michael Jordan was the greatest basketball player of all time, you know? And, like, at the time when Michael Jordan was playing basketball, basketball was a pretty big sport in the United States. It's like as if some little Indian kid came here and, and was like, I want to play one-on-one versus Michael Jordan. He'd be like, (laughs) you stupid idiot. That's pretty much what John Clay Van Damme is doing. He's going to like kickboxing schools, and he's like, I want to learn more Thai, and I want to fight that guy because he put my brother in the hospital. And the people look at him like, you fucking crazy cracker. (laughs) Yeah, they're giving him the double because, one, they think, oh, this is our national symbol. You can't dare challenge him, but more importantly, it's that... Hey, you're you're not one of us. You're a white man. You're an American. Go back to America. Go back to where you you are safe. You don't belong here. Yeah, the one thing Americans are good for in this movie is paying their Asian mm-hmm. prostitutes for money and drinking their expensive. Yeah. And supplying in... money for their economy, yep. pretty much. And inadvertently, while well, he's looking, he meets his newest best friend, who he met two hours ago when he took him to his his brother to the hospital. Who is Shaft? Well, what the hell is it? Well, actually, Winston. his name is there. Winston. Winston who's a black guy who drives a Mazda van which I do not even think they made Mazda vans like that well it's really funny cause like you know at one point he's watching him get his ass his brother get his ass whooped and he's just there with these you know Asian prostitutes there's Asian prostitutes the their own movies so it's pretty funny yeah so he's sitting there or watching his brother get his ass whooped and then they become best friends because he watches his brother get paralyzed so it's very weird yeah so one two three difficult. he says well I know you're not going to find someone but I know someone who could help you out if you're crazy enough Yes, yeah, so he's looking for a, a master a sensei Whoa! so like anyway this guy who you know they've been friends after 30 seconds of knowing each other decides that he's going to take him to this Asian master in the foothills who know who he will not teach anyone because he's the greatest kung fu muay thai fighter of all time and the other guy is Shay he um uh, stumbles upon his camp and the uh, first thing that happens is Jean-Claude and Dam falls into a snare and he's like, you know, lifted up into the trees upside down by his feet. And uh, the guy comes out and goes, Oh, I caught someone. Ha 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 ha. He tells him he wants to fight, and that the sensei asks him, Are you a good fighter? He goes, Yes, I'm a good fighter. He says, Do you have good defense? He says, Yes, I have good defense. And in this one scene, the guy literally jumps up in the air, and while he's in the air, his feet are like almost like in a Mortal Kombat where like Lee's going whoa his feet are going 100 miles an hour you just see like flying feet of fury attacking this guy's face but he's not hitting him he's just showing that like within three seconds I could have hit you ten times and then he lands he goes you need to work on your defense <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like you're like holy shit this guy is like the, the yeah. supermaster. so and yeah. he ends up leading into a montage sequence of training him and you never see by the way in this movie you would think that like okay that was fake that's impossible so he's gonna teach him how to do impossible shit no he doesn't teach him anything impossible shit it actually becomes like a pretty legit like a karate or kung fu or muay thai film after that yeah but that one scene you're like wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's and so it's cool. all practical it's not the gimmicky like version. that that one part was gimmicky. Uh, okay now, that's why we'll, I'm bringing it up no that part was gimmicky but for the most part all the training sequences all the training all the everything else you're like wow right. yeah I mean like to get him a run really faster, hard he, to run faster he but you takes see a piece them. of meat puts it on his little short shorts which originally were regular pants but he made them into short shorts because JCVD needs to have those short shorts to show his bulge Yeah. but he puts a piece of meat on it and then his dog starts running after him so he's got a freaking bucket so he doesn't get killed by the dog yeah so during the train, there's all sorts of different stuff that he does he takes a coconut like a pretty diesel let's say a bowling ball sized coconut and he drops it on the guy's stomach because <laughs> he tells him he has to breathe a certain way and you see J.C.V.D. oh and after a while so he's dropping his coconut from let's say like just standing length and he's laying down on the ground so that's probably like distance of four and a half to five feet after by the end of his training, this guy somehow magically is up in a tree thirty feet there <laughs> dropping the coconut from thirty feet up in the air. So it's like And then, then he's like I'm crazy. fine I think it's yeah. another one and you're like, oh god. Oh, and there's the the other thing too is that there's a scene and this is tributing to Jean Claude Van Damme like his flexibility is amazing. There's a scene in this movie like no other movie where He's literally doing a split, but when the, he's doing a split, the old man's taking ropes and pulling his legs down and actually stretching his legs out. And you're like, "Oh my god, that's like the worst kind of torture ever!" By the by, the end of his training, his legs are completely like like ver- vertical, like you, you, like his legs. Are, are straight like an arrow except you know they're not supposed to go like that and he's like sleeping it looks like he doesn't even bother him like ah oh, whatever so it's, it's 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 pretty cool yeah this is, and this is one thing that he is known for is that flexibility John- is a, and like yeah. his uh, you know spinning heel kick so I mean cause arguably he is the most flexible out of all the American fighters you know, movie stars and the I, movie, movie, I don't think he ever stars. was an actual fighter player but- no 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 that one, I still think that one guy who I don't know his name the one who's missing the bicep mm, I don't know who that is I saw him at your house a long time ago remember oh yeah missing bicep no, well, anyway, well I'll figure out who he is but he's yeah. the guy who's missing his right bicep but it's it's weird it looks like he has a hole in his chest oh but he doesn't he's just like you look weird and he kicked the guy's ass because the other guy's a big burly guy looked like Mr. T black guy in yeah thing. but that's a UFC guy he's not missing his bicep he's missing his pectoral muscle alright yeah. so you, you know, who, you, time know time you know who I'm right. talking about but JCBD he trains because it's all about revenge in this movie even though when his brother gets better he's like you're crazy you're gonna get killed like I was make a long story short he wants to train the love interest is... Um, his name's Zheng Chao, by the way, the, the master. Zheng Chao. So Zheng Chao has a niece who owns a store. And during the training, he sends him to get some food. And he meets, oh, it's a beautiful mage. And then she's going to be his honey and blah, blah, blah. And during the training, like, there's little funny things that happen. He, he wants to see how good he is. Or he says, I'm going to take you to a bar. So we take him to a bar. And they're doing shots. And Jean-Claude Van Damme is, like, pissed drunk. And he starts saying, Okay, I'll be right back. i to the bathroom. He starts going around to the bar. Again, it's in Thailand. There's all these Taiwanese people there, I guess we'll you call them. Okay. Yeah, so he's sitting there and he's dancing with these two Asian girls. There's all these Asian guys watching around. And I didn't realize that the, the Asian guys who are there are like Muay Thai fighters. And he's going around telling them. He goes, Oh, I can't believe this. Americans dancing with the women. And you know what he said about you? He said... That your mother has sex with mules. <laughs> and they're all getting pissed off. And they decide to start trying to kick his ass. But John claude Van Damme, even drunk, beats all their asses. So anyway, after that, he gets a... Oh, by the way, there's this guy, Freddie Lee, who is like a gangster. Who, who's time. the trainer. The who, He's the owner, I guess you'd say, of Tung Pao. Tung is a really bad guy with the horrible face. Yeah. So with Tung Pao, he's like his thug. Tung Pao he's is his an enforcer. Thug. Exactly. He's the one who sets up all the fights with him, but he deals with drugs. He deals with, like, you know, any bad stuff you need, this guy, Freddie Lee, does. So anyway, in the bar, Freddie Lee's there. And he says, you know, we, this guy just kicked some of your best kids Why don't you set him up with a, with a real fight? And he says, why should I do that? Here, but Tong Pa already beat his brother. He goes, well, set him up with a lower fight. So he fights one of the higher ranking Muay Thai people, kicks his ass. And during the scene, all these people are screaming "Nak Sao," Nak Sao. That means "White Warrior," which was and started by actually the, the niece <laughs> Mei Li, who started saying it, and they all just start chanting it. Yeah, his love interest. Kind of well, like what well. they do in a lot of the, the like wrestling matches, where we have one guy, or in a crowd, if you want to start any insight, you get you pace someone to start shouting something, and the rest of the crowd will start picking it up. They'll start shouting it. Yeah, especially with something like pop. Really. Yeah, so he gets them to do it, and he gets friday lee is debating about what to do what to do if he should do this or not and when jcvd is training a guy dressed up in old school thai messenger garb shows up with a scroll and it's he got accepted to fight but the deal is that they want him to fight one in an abandoned underground tomb and they also want him it's the old-fashioned way of fighting which is that what they agent to fight but naked <laughs> the, the ancient way which is pretty much you wrap your hand up as we said earlier in hemp nice. rope yeah, exactly. Then, then you cover it with resin, like this, it's really sticky glue, and then you use broken glass, and you have to fight like that. Then you shove it in this like box full of broken glass, and when the glass is all connected to your hemp broke resin gloves. That's how you fight each other. So it's like they, they're pretty much in there to fucking almost kill each other to beat the shit out of each other. So he accepts the fight to whatever, I guess you know, save his brother's honor and his own honor. And, and meanwhile The thing is this though Is that the guy Freddie Lee He's 100% sure That the guy Tung Pao, is gonna win Except One thing He wants A little bit of assurance Cause what he's gonna do Is he wants to Bet a million dollars On Tung Pao to win So he goes to His boss So the evil warlord Goes to the evil Warlord's boss To borrow the Million dollars Because this guy's, like, a warlord, but he's not, like, in charge of the whole province. So like, he goes to the super... Yeah, this is... He goes to, like, the Eddie Arcadian in this, if we're going to compare to Last Dragon, almost. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, so, um... uh, Yeah, so he goes to his big boss, borrows a million dollars, but now the big boss says, Don't fail me. So, to make sure, to add things not only is the fact this guy Tung Po the greatest fighter that Thailand's ever had they're actually scared that he's going to lose because of the old man who trained him is the greatest trainer they've ever seen so they get the guy Eric whose back is broken and they tell Jean-Claude that if you don't lose this fight we're going to kill your brother so yeah. and to top it off they have Tung Po rape and assumingly take her virginity of the rape Mei Li and she doesn't tell him because she doesn't want to get him more distracted than he is because with his brother being gone. Yeah, because you don't think about it. if it was your love interest and you didn't bang her yet, but then that ugly face guy banged her, you would be like, oh I don't want to be with. Yeah, you're, you're dirty right. now. You're yeah, dirty you now. wouldn't want to be with her. But more importantly, your your head is not in the game, and it's already his head's already a little distracted, so he's like, right to... up. So anyway, it leads to a huge fight, and also a bunch of stuff happens, and we could ruin it, but I don't think actually should we ruin it because of statute of limitations? It doesn't matter. Good point. As like any good kung fu movie, it's a good fight and ends with JCVD being triumphant. It's 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 an alright fight scene, I'd say, like, on a scale of 1 to 10. Just, this is just a fight scene. Fight scene's kind of like... Because you don't actually see, like, you know... It's kind of like... You hear the music, like, almost like in Rocky, when you do 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 you know Rocky's gonna start winning and kicking his ass. It's the same thing, like, in this movie. Yeah. You, you start hearing the music, and you know, like, oh, that's it, it's over. Tung you lose. And the guy Tung Pao's going from kicking his ass to, like, you know... John Clover and Dan Invincible just beating
1: the shit him. Yeah, you don't
0: see so any of the fights going good, back and forth. It's a good fight scene, but it's still kind of like a little bit cheap. Yeah. So,
1: yeah.
0: I'd say the best fight scene in this movie was the bar the, fight. The bar fight, well, well, I don't know. I think that the, the Tung Pao fight was good. I think the most interesting part of the movie is the whole trade that the guy has to go through. I thought that some of the stuff that he did, like, you know, and like, Another thing is, we were saying before, the whole movie takes place in Thailand and shows Golden Buddhas and shows some of the really famous uh, areas of Thailand. It shows the, the Stone City, which I believe that there's other movies that have been there. Like I've seen that Stone City also in the Mortal Kombat movie before yep. and some other movies, so I think that is a real place. So some of the scenery that they that they used was, was pretty awesome. And there's 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 definitely stuff that's good about this. It does still have the '80s cheesy stuff. Like the clothes are ridiculous. At, at the final fight, Tong Pao and Jean-Claude Van Damme are literally in thongs. You literally see their ass cheeks. So like, literally see a piece of string going down their butt, which is pretty ridiculous. But um, uh, you do get to see the Asian prostitutes in the <laughs> their lingerie, I guess say. would their little, in their little, little their little, sh- little, little, little little outfits. But, um, also, um, the music yeah. is synth pop tastic. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's, the music is is definitely the, for nineteen eighty nine. It, it's it's you know soft rock, and it's just garbage. It's really, I mean, it's considered a cult classic because it has maybe the at the time I guess the music was good, but it's still kind of like no, like it, it, it mixes from you have the synth poppy, you know, he's in the city. Then you have the training music, but then you have the power ballad for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> like three times in the movie you have a power bell. Like I guess that would be some of the big differences between this movie and between Last Dragon and Last Dragon they'd have whole songs where all three minutes and thirty minutes of the song played and this was just little short skips of the music but still pretty cheesy oh we forgot the mysterious bird what does the oh, bird this mean hawk, who's always it's a bald eagle and the bald eagle stands for America America's powerful <laughs> yeah whatever we don't know. It's 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 not. It's it's a eagle which is watching him. And it's go. a weird hawk, but it's balls. It's nice and cool. And it's always following around. And there's one part where he hears the warriors. Yeah, it's, I mean there's S- some. They're trying to do existential, mystical mumbly jumbly, and it doesn't work too well. I don't think. It Doesn't work horribly. Like it's there's parts there that's cool, but it's not like it brings a tear to your eye. I mean, like holy shit. Yeah. This is great. As as a comfortably comparing to some of the Shaw Brothers stuff, which are more fantastical, more insane this is kind of more of a... It seems like it's lacking something as a kung fu movie.
1: As a training movie, it's good.
0: It's funny, though, because after watching this, I've seen a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme films, and I'm pretty sure that if you are a true kung fu buff, you will have seen most of his films. I actually think this might be his best film. Most people would argue that it's Bloodsport, but again, like after watching this movie, with Bloodsport, I felt that there was they were trying to make a movie, you know, and you could kind of see that stuff. Like, there's really cheesy stuff in Bloodsport that's, like, really retarded. This movie's cheesy, but it's still kind of... I just feel more kung fu, whereas Bloodsport is more just a movie. Yeah. And for... A lot of the scenery is good in it. The, the cinematography was good in it. It was shot really well. A lot of scenes are really well done, even though some scenes you don't want to see some of the stuff that they're showing, but it it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look... You don't see things like Wire Worker. He's wearing no shirt at this point, and a second later he's wearing a completely different shirt. Yeah, like, that's one thing that's good about this movie. There's, like, the amount of... Again, it probably has to do with the budget, they couldn't really shoot stuff like that. But in the same sense, it's more real scenes, I think. I think that a lot of it was done by the actors. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think that he had, uh, that the main actors did not have uh, stunt doubles. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, one thing, they, they, there was special effects, though, because there was a part where they were shooting up the place yeah. like, when they had to get his brother back and the explosions and things. And they actually looked pretty pretty official. The, the only... The, the special effects yeah. that were done were done well. Yeah, the I'd only special that. effect I think that was a stunt double was that hook. Which hook. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there was a part, yeah, because the guy's dog got stabbed, so he decided to give the guy the hook, but... <laughs> Again, we'll let you watch the movie. And in the hook, we mean putting putting a sharp blade in his penis. <laughs> well, you didn't actually see all that. It just went and picked him up. But anyway, so we'll let you watch that for yourself. All right, all right so let's, let's go to the review. Okay, so now, for those you who don't know, we have a five-part rating system. And we. Your
1: soul is not mine! <laughs> yes, we.
0: We For this month, we've done some interesting reinterpretations of it, from our lowest being. Your
1: soul uh, is mine.
0: Get over here, To the highest, which is. Flawless victory. What would you give this out of our five point ratings? Um. I would probably give it. Boot to the head. Because the thing is this, and that's kind of like almost a. It's, meaty, it's pretty bad. <laughs> but what, what that means is this: yeah, is it's, that it's our, meaty, for the our most second longest right? now. Like, yeah. If this was on TV, and you wanted to watch it once, it would probably be good to watch it once. But like, this is kind of thing where if I saw this in Walmart at the two ninety nine DVD section, I probably wouldn't buy it even for two ninety nine. But if it was on TV and like I wanted to see it one time, I'd probably watch it. I probably thought for that one time it was, you know, not a complete waste of my life. But in the same sense, I don't think I'd recommend it to anybody. I don't think I'd put it this way, Zan. If I was to buy you this for Christmas as your Christmas gift, you'd probably be pretty pissed off. At me. Yeah, no. Yeah, so the fact I, <laughs> that's spent, what I'm I bought saying. and notice I bought this used for. $3. That's what I'm saying is that you will find this in the used DVD section for under 5 bucks without there's not even a question. And it's something where at that price you still have to think whether to buy it or not. And that's pretty bad. That's yes. that's on a scale of 1 to 10, it's yeah. like a To be honest this is going this is going to get boot to the head. It's it's okay, but compared to like Last Dragon, this is tripe. This is garbage compared to um Five deadly venoms. This, I mean, it's a good. There's a good training sequence. Yeah. But, and the, but the fights, like, like you said, at the ending, the last fight, you expect, you know, once the music starts playing, he starts kicking ass, and you see Tung Pao just kind of just taking it. He's not even. He like it's one two swings. I want to see like, that was one of the best things. Well, that's that's the differences. Let me just clarify a little bit for Zan. I think. Is that um, in Five Deadly Venoms? All you're doing is watching kung fu. The whole thing is like you're not watching it for acting, you're not watching it for special effects. You're watching it because it's like a cult kung fu movie. And the same thing with uh, Last Dragon. Last Dragon is a fucking entertaining movie. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you like kids movies. I don't care if you like Diesel Kung Fu. I don't care. Like it's just a funny, entertaining movie. And it's one of those movies you gotta watch. So both of them have entertainment value for different things. I think at least in my opinion but yeah. kickboxer it's entertaining but it's not at the level of those movies yeah, yeah no this is if you are like if you're like a martial artist like you're a buff you may like this yeah i take this J- for the training part it, it's pretty cool if you're a JV- JCVD fan you're gonna like it yeah, yeah, yeah. for anybody else if you're a John fan then you have this movie in your, in your library for everyone else well it it I can't really it's just I can't defend it well, I mean, one thing I do want to say, Zan, though, is that if, besides being a Jean-Claude Van Damme film, if you are a kung fu fan, mm-hmm. then you'll probably have this movie, or I've at least seen this movie. Yeah, no, it's a, it's. I agree, I agree, and it's, it's, a little more memorable in my opinion than Bloodsport, even though Bloodsport had ogre in it and had ogre, it had a, a better ending fight and Forrest Whitaker. Yep, and Whitaker. Also, the quest was superior to this movie. Oh, the quest is really cheesy. It is, but, that, is but cheesy, that last fight yeah. sequence is like a twenty-minute fight sequence. This is like a four-minute fight sequence intercuff yeah, I mean, between the three. The quest different things. is like a Disney movie compared to Kickboxer. The Kickboxer, true. at least there's like there's like broken glass, there's blood, there's like questions like,
1: oh, Kitty's hi, you come watching cheap movies. You
0: know, it's kind of. I don't know. Yeah. There's I, definitely no women getting raped in <laughs> fucking quest. There's definitely no you know aging prostitutes in. in yep. In, true. Okay. In, okay. In, okay. In, there's definitely no man ass. No, just, yeah, no there's man ass. There's man ass. A... Are you defending man ass No, I'm not defending man I'm just saying, if it's a John bad damn movie, that's one thing that the ladies may like. Yeah, so, but yeah, so Quest is like a Disney movie compared to kickboxers. So, that yeah, I don't agree with yeah. But in the same sense, you know, it's yeah. still. Yeah, it's, but. Anyway, remember to check out our sponsor. WWD. Kung Fu and Titties. Yes, a movie which any red-blooded American should watch and check out because, well, it's Kung Fu and Titties. And we have more pictures up. Can I ask you something, Zan? Without being too weird. How many other colored Americans are there? You said red-blooded Americans. Are they like, green-blooded Americans? Or yes. Or pink-blooded Americans? They're blue-blooded Americans. Blue blood. Does that mean you're, like, richy-rich? No, that means that you don't have any oxygen in your blood and you're going to die. <laughs> One of these days we're gonna have to just splatter people's blood and see how I many blue blooded Americans there really are. Someone's been playing zombie games, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> Brains. Oh, actually speaking of which, one of the things that we had come up with is a new blood possible Americans. theme month coming up soon. It's the month of it's actually it, the title of the theme month is going to be Brains Brains nice. Brains and social commentary. <laughs> <Oof. sighs> that's gonna be a good one. But alright, so anyway, remember as I said, you can check it out at... Call 4 duties. Yep, you can check out them, and you can check us out at www.sparker.com and all the stuff's on show notes. So now it's that part you've all waiting for. No, 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 no. No, no, just
1: sparker.com.
0: Sparker.com. Remember, you can check it. Now it's that part you've all been waiting for. What are we talking about? We're
1: talking about that one. That only... <laughs> Don't of movie Of nice.
0: nice. So, Noxung Chow. Noxung Chow. Noxung Chow. Knock, Chow. Chow. Noxung Chow. No White no no yeah, no 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 warrior! Yes. So, yes, we have, as you, for those you who don't know, the Dode is a 12-sided dice, which what we're going to do is we're going to roll it, and we're going to see what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Movie View. And what do you think about some of the titles we got on the list this time? Karate Kid, Five Deadly Venoms. No, don't read it. Just, I mean, what do you think about, compared to Kickboxer? What do you think about these titles? They all suck. Really? Oh, Kung Fu Panda is there. You bum. Told you if we rolled it, you'd get it. Kung Fu Panda. Let's go. <laughs> so let's roll and see what we're reviewing. Alright, let's go.
1: Watch. The, the a hit. Nine. Number,
0: number nine. What is number nine? One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven,
1: eight, nine. Let's go. I didn't cheat either. You I didn't cheat. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness. So in the next episode. Kung
1: Fu Panda. Panda will attack.
0: We're talking about a movie which has the wooshy hold.
1: The wooshy hold of death! Oh, very nice. I'm like,
0: oh. Oh, he's like, you know this hold? You gotta say it. He's like, oh, you know this hold? No, no! You know what the worst thing about this hold is? Cleaning up afterward! Ah. So that's it for this episode. This is Zoro. My favorite quote from the movie Kickboxer is...
1: What happened? Why those guys tried to hurt me? Did they succeed? No good. But why did you leave and, and why they were so pissed at me? Because I tell them you say they know good fighters and that their mother have sex with mules. <laughs> you what? Oh, oh, make them very angry. Quite hard. Good training. And now you drive me in a pedicab.
0: Yep. And this is your host Zahn for the Movie Review. And my fair quote from 1989's Kickboxer is. Go on, oh, both you out. Bitches
1: never get enough of my stuff.
0: Those can't get enough of my stuff. Yep. Catch you guys next time. We're out of here.